Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Timeline Tapes, the podcast made by the YouTube channel Timeline. I'm your host, Nate Fisher. Here's where we take the documentaries from our YouTube channel and turn them into podcasts so you can listen on the go wherever you are. This episode is part two of our investigation into the murder of Alexander Litvinenko, an ex-KGB colonel who had defected to the British Secret Service. Last episode, Litvinenko had revealed his true identity to the London Metropolitan Police and placed them on the trail of the men who he suspected had a hand in poisoning him leading the police to two men from Moscow who'd recently landed in London and made contact with Litvinenko prior to his death. If you haven't heard the episode, just go back in our feed to catch up. The voice of this show is actor Eddie Marsan, whose work includes V for Vendetta, Sherlock Holmes, and the Showtime series Ray Donovan. Throughout the episode, you will also hear the voices of the many police officers, doctors, and politicians recounting their experience with the investigation as well as the voice of Litvinenko's wife, Marina. On the 16th of October, Mr. Lugovoy and Mr. Kovdan both came into the country on a BA flight from Moscow. They went and stayed near the Best Western Shastri Avenue. Polonium was found in that room in the bathroom. Then police made their second breakthrough. They discovered Litvinenko had an earlier meeting with Lugovoy and Kofton two weeks before their afternoon tea at the Millennium. The location? Itsu Sushi Bar. The table where they'd sat was the one on which police had already detected traces of polonium. Got contamination because it's not secondary contamination, it was primary contamination, as in something bad had happened there. You tried to whack him in it to a restaurant. You tried. So he had been attacked on the 16th. In fact, he'd have died as a result of the attack on the 16th. It was that significant, but he was that robust that it didn't work as quickly as it should have done. After the Itsu attack, Lugovoy and Kofton travelled back to Moscow on a Trans-Zero aircraft. We managed to stop that at Heathrow Airport. That was emotional because they didn't react all that well to that plane being stopped. 
The aircraft was checked. They did find traces of Planium 210. In retaliation for interfering with the Transaero flight, the Russian authorities had placed the tugs that pushed the aircraft back from the stands in front of a British Airways jet at Moscow Airport. So it was this kind of tit for tat that started to underpin some of the political dimensions on this investigation. I think it turned out that 36,000 people had been on planes that could have been contaminated. Traces of radiation found at 12 different locations, including two British Airways planes, in an investigation stretching right across Europe in pursuit of a radioactive trail. The number of scenes that were unravelling on a day-by-day -day basis went to about 40-odd scenes. And this had been everything from the hotels that the two key suspects had stayed in, to places where they'd had meetings together. Litvinenko appeared to have survived the ITU attack on the 16th of October. Lugovoy returned to London alone nine days later. Detectives believe he flew in armed to kill. They found evidence in the Sheraton Park Lane Hotel. We came up with this random way of describing how safe or not something could be. And um, we called it the runaway factor. Their detection devices, quote, were minging, um, unquote. I think that meant there was a huge amount of radiation in that room. They'd had to withdraw from the room fairly quickly. Extremely high levels of radiation in the bathroom sink and pipes led police to believe Lugavoy had poured the polonium down the drain. It was the most nuclear scene that has, um, I think, has, it, has it ever been found in civilian circumstances. And the runaway factor there was Usain Bolt-esque. Litvinenko had ultimately died as a result of the attack in the Millennium Hotel. But this may have been the last of three attempts by Lugovoy and Kofton to kill him. Police were desperate to prove conclusively that Litvinenko had died from polonium poisoning. Eight days after his death, Britain's top pathologist finally examined the body. The autopsy was a difficult, dangerous procedure. Levels of polonium that were eventually found from the tissues were a hundredfold higher than would be compatible with life. When he opened up, all he could see is atrophy of tissue. It's essentially sort of just dissolved in a slurry, as it were, and so it was clear what had been going on. The autopsy confirmed Litvinenko's death was a direct result of his ingesting deadly polonium. From fairly early on in the inquiry, Andrei Lugovoy and Dmitry Kofton became people of interest, uh, and so that is why we wanted to interview them as soon as possible, and that meant sending a team of officers to Moscow to do just that. 
and a conversation with Peter led to the section of Brian Tarpey. The formal setting for the request tops. Do you fancy going to Russia? I think it was in the toilets on the 15th floor. In walked my boss. I said, hello, Clive, um, as you would. And uh, his immediate response was, ah, oh, tops, my best man. Uh, what are you doing for the next couple of weeks? It's obviously the natural environment for a, a challenge to be set like that. DI Brian Tarpey's team had been briefed by MI6 about what to expect in Moscow. The thought of um, having to lead a team in Moscow was at first quite daunting. There was the obvious warnings about potential honey traps. Our rooms might be bugged or searched. I had left, shall we say, certain traps which would indicate to me that uh, my drawers had been moved or searched. The team's first meeting was with the Russian general prosecutor. We were welcomed by the deputy ambassador and the general prosecutor. I think there were eight objectives, eight things that we wished to achieve while we were there. The top two of those would be to interview Lugovoy and Kofton. It's then that the conversation became a little more difficult. We believed them to be in a place called Nuclear Hospital Number 6. He was asking, what is this Nuclear Hospital Number 6? I've never heard of it. This means nothing to me. You know, we don't know where they are. We have got no idea where they are. How do you know? Nuclear Hospital Number 6 was a clinic built to treat the victims of the Chernobyl disaster. About five o'clock, we received a phone call stating, surprisingly, he was in hospital number six, and this place did exist. In less than 10 minutes, we were in the van. The journey there was quite interesting. They drove very quickly to start with. They didn't seem to know where they were going themselves and we had to, on, on at least two occasions, do U-turns to get back out of the area where we were. Whether this was to delay us getting to the hospital or not, uh, I, I don't know. After two hours driving, they arrived at the hospital just before 9 p.m. The next point of contention, we were told under no circumstances would we be allowed to bring any recording devices with us into the hospital and the interview will conclude by 10 o'clock. Cofton was said to be receiving treatment for exposure to polonium. Only one Scotland Yard officer was permitted to enter the room. It turned out to be a very strange series of events. There was a man in a bed who he was told was Dimitri Cofton. The only thing that he could see was the eyes. It could have been anyone sat in the bed. We'll never know who it was. After just 13 minutes, the doctor stopped the interview. 
Of the questions that we had wanted to be asked, only about half were asked before the time ran out. So it really wasn't satisfactory from my perspective. To put it simply, they were messed about. Um, the, the, the Russians kept saying, we're cooperating, but uh, it was unlike any cooperation that I've ever seen. The Scotland Yard team had been in Moscow for two days. Developments in London were about to have an impact on their investigation. Now, it was being treated as a suspicious death, but in the last half hour, Scotland Yard have confirmed that they are now treating the poisoning of Alexander Litvinenko as murder. The intelligence and the political and the diplomatic dimensions were all firmly intertwined. And so, from a very early stage, there was going to be a certain amount of finger-pointing towards Russia. Right. I was concerned about the impact of that change of status to the team in Russia. Did it pose a challenge? Most definitely. You're interviewing their nationals and you're seeing them as a witness and then suddenly you've announced it's a murder. It must have been fairly clear that actually there was a, a picture was unfolding which I fear the Russian government would not want us to explore. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Timeline Tapes. Let's get back to our investigation, where the London Met have been deliberating whether to declare the investigation a murder case to their Russian counterparts. After six frustrating days of waiting, an interview with the second suspect, Andrei Lugovoy, was cancelled at short notice. The Russians also announced that Kofton's health was declining rapidly. Hours after giving evidence to investigators in Moscow today, Mr. Kofton reportedly fell into a coma and is in a critical condition from radiation poisoning. The investigation had stalled, 
and the team encountered another unexpected problem. I remember one evening my officer was complaining of stomach cramp and not being very well. Early the next morning, I was to accompany him back to the General Prosecutor's Office. We were offered tea. I had no hesitation in saying yes, I'd have a cup of tea please. So I had the cup of tea and we left. I started to feel a little uncomfortable and not wanting to too, put too fine a point on it, I had the shits. I have no doubt in my mind that we were probably poisoned with something like gastroenteritis. I think that there was a deliberate ploy to weaken us physically because we were the, uh, we were the decision makers in the team. It didn't stop them doing what they did. It just meant they had to do it in short bursts. <laughs> the following day, Tarpi and the team were escorted back to hospital number six to interview the second suspect, Andre Lugavov. Again, we were told that he was a sick patient in the hospital. Um, and the interviews would be conducted there. We were told that we could not bring any recording devices into the hospital, so we were totally reliant on the, on the Russians recording this. The police were also told the interview would be conducted in Russian because Lugovoy spoke no English. When Lugovoy was interviewed, he looked as fit as a fiddle. He wasn't bandaged and was there in his own clothes uh, and probably had only just turned up at the hospital. I suppose I can tell you what I hoped for. I hoped for an account that could give us an opportunity to prove or disprove what they said. I thought that, well, this has been recorded, so we'll, we'll get what it is that's been said and we can compare that to the, the notes that have been taken. At the end of the interview, Lugavoy kind of smirked and said, good luck with your investigation, in English. After two weeks in Moscow, the Scotland Yard detectives were ready to return home. All that remained was to collect copies of the evidence from the Russian general prosecutor. They agreed that uh, they would just film the evidence being handed to me. I was presented with a bundle of interviews and tapes. We took the evidence with us back on the flight back to London. The Scotland Yard team arrived back in London the following evening. I was very glad to be back in the UK. And I was equally glad to be able to hand over a bundle of interviews and tapes. The next day, Tarpi received a phone call from Scotland Yard Forensics. It was um, one of the uh, forensic management team. He was asking, was there another Lugavoy tape? And, and at first I, I, I couldn't understand what, what, he, what he meant by that. And I said, no, I've, I've given you the tapes and I said, why? I can't remember exactly where I was 
when I found out from TARPS that what was probably the most important output from that whole deployment, uh, it, it never made it on the plane. The recording of Lugovoy's vital interview was missing from the evidence package handed over by the Russian authorities. I'd been outmaneuvered like a chess piece um, by the Russians. Was it an accident? No. It didn't tell me that Tarps or anyone else had been unprofessional. It told me we'd been done. One month after his death, Alexander Litvinenko's body was still so radioactive, it had to be placed in a lead-lined coffin for burial. It was not an uh, ordinary coffin, it was a sum from metal. And they said if we decide one day to take this coffin from grave, it would be allowed only after 30 years. Alexander Litvinenko was buried in Highgate Cemetery. He was 44 years old. Police believe that Lugovoy and Kofton had poisoned Litvinenko in the Millennium Hotel, Mayfair. But after being frustrated in Moscow, they still needed to build a cast iron case by proving how the polonium had been administered. This expert advice said that There'll be no trace of polonium left on anything that has been washed 42 times with a dishwasher. Don't bother doing the teapots, teacups, saucers, teaspoons, because you'll be wasting your time. But all the instincts were, yeah, go on, let's have a go. a full-scale deflection on this teapot. Full-scale deflection. So, what did that mean? It meant that there was a smoking teapot. It's not the same as a smoking gun, but it was significant. The contamination in the teapot leads, of course, inescapably to Hovden and Lugavoy. The police had the last piece of the puzzle and handed the evidence over to the Crown Prosecution Service. Five months later, the CPS formally sought the extradition of Lugavoy on a charge of murder. Our position was that if Lugavoy or Cofton left the country and went uh, to a jurisdiction where they were extraditable, we would seek to extradite them. Lugavoy and Cofton denied the allegations in the Russian media. Поэтому послушайте, обратитесь к голливудским фильмам и к вашим фильмам про Джеймса Бонда. Вы же сами там такого порой напридумываете. Ну вот и покопайтесь внутри себя, уважаемые британцы. In December 2007, Lugovoy became a member of Russia's parliament, giving him immunity from prosecution. The Home Secretary, Theresa May, ruled out a public inquiry fearing it would damage relations with Russia. 
But finally, in 2014, under pressure from the High Court, she changed her mind. More than eight years after Litvinenko's death, the public inquiry opened at the High Court in London. For me, it was already like, I've done it. I'm already satisfied. Because it was very important to bring information to public. Lugovoy and Cobton poisoned him. And you will decide on all of the evidence whether or not they were sponsored by the Russian state. Some people started to say, mm, we're not sure they're going to do anything against Russia. And they said, they probably will just close this case. I'm not going to do anything. Finally, Judge Sir Robert Owen delivered his verdict. I have concluded that there is a strong probability that when Mr. Lugovoy poisoned Mr. Levinenko, he did so under the direction of the FSB. I have further concluded that the FSB operation to kill Mr. Litvinenko was probably approved by Mr. Petruchev, then head of the FSB, and also by President Putin. It was a very powerful verdict. It was named Putin, and we've been just like overwhelmed. It's a huge victory, and it's a pretty remarkable victory, considering the forces that were behind my father's murder. It doesn't mean Lugovo and Kofton, who certainly committed this crime, going to be sent to the prison. But you, even you're not in prison, but you're already punished. To wake up and go to sleep, to know people knew you are criminal, you are murderer. The investigation had been the most complex, dangerous, and technically demanding ever undertaken by British law enforcement. This was the Metropolitan Police and police in the UK at its best. They gave an incredible amount, you know, which means a huge amount to me. It meant a huge amount for Marina, and I couldn't be more proud of, of them. He was a real man. He was not a double agent, he was just a human. And a real man as a father, as a husband. Good luck, take care. <laughs> of course, justice hasn't been done to the fullest extent, but when you consider the situation under the circumstances under which my father was murdered, it's pretty amazing that we got any semblance of justice at all. Have this person in your heart. You can leave, but anyway, your heart has a big hole. I believe he's able to see everything what happened. And I hope he's proud of this. Marina now knows her husband's story has been told. And if it is disputed, well, then the people it applies to, 
they can happily bowl up here and have their day in court to explain their story. And um, that'd be a good day out. Thanks for listening to Timeline Tapes. That's it for our investigation into the murder of Alexander Litvinenko. Join us next week for our deep dive into the Black Death and the one mysterious village that proved entirely immune to the plague. In the meantime, if you can't wait to learn more, just head to our YouTube channel, where we have hundreds of documentaries you can watch. If you want to reach out to Timeline Tapes, you can email us at timeline at little.studios.com, and you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Those are both at TimelineWH. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating, and write a review, too. I've been Nate Fisher. This has been Timeline Tapes. Let's go down in history together. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.